0: Welcome back to a highly anticipated episode of the JR Takes Season 2, if I may. And uh, you might be asking yourself, where are we right now? Where is this new uh, episode taking place? Well, we did get a new studio set up, uh, partnering with KLR Productions' YouTube channel. We've got Colby in the back working the production team, the audio, and we've also got Austin helping us out with some technological advancements
1: as hello, I mentioned earlier. Up? What is happening? It's good to it's good to be here. Thanks for thanks for uh having me. And also do a little we got a little live edit going on. We got close up Ryan, say hello to the camera. Hello, hello. Close up Jonah. Hello camera. And then bam, wide shot.
0: Yeah, so Colby, like he's going to be doing all of that, and then we have uh, him pulling up any little bits of tidbit information for he's us to give our Jamie two cents role. on. Yeah, yeah. Just call me Jamie. He he he's our he's our Jamie, and we our guests are playing hybrid Joe Rogan over here. So <laughs> you're uh, Joe, I'm
2: Rogan. Yes, exactly. Um, so
0: pretty much diving into things, I mentioned we're going to be. This is technically season two. Uh, we kind of made that decision because we've got a whole new setup. Uh, we kind of took a two-month break without doing an episode. I just, I had a lot going on. There wasn't really a lot going on in the in the football world. And um, yeah, the honestly, the months. baseball world either. The Mariners have been doing terrible. But um, anyway, uh, to get on with things, the schedule of today's episode, we're going to be going over uh, Ryan's time at minicamp. He went to training camp yesterday. was... Was it the first weekend of training camp I yesterday? think it was, yeah. yeah. first weekend we of training camp. Uh, I unfortunately could not make it. I do want to get out there uh, before training camp ends and the preseason starts. But I, uh, <clears throat> after that, we're going to be uh, given our three Seahawks players most to improve, most intriguing, and <clears throat> most important. So, uh, or I guess, sorry, most to prove, not improve. Mm. Uh, and then... After that, we'll be going around some news around the league. Uh, Got a little bit of Jets-Broncos drama, a little bit of Aaron running his mouth like usual, but in my opinion, in a good way. Um, uh, getting Getting his face out there in the media world again, even though he claims he doesn't want it, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, him in New York, it's, it's kind of a good match just for that aspect. I don't know how it's going to work on the field. Yeah. Probably yeah. at least pretty well. But, we'll but
0: see. yeah, anyway, uh, but before we get into moving on to Seahawks news, uh, Paul Seawald on the Mariners got traded today to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I just saw the uh, return we got for him. We got the 19th overall prospect for Arizona, which, okay uh another prospect i think in the 30s and then the third baseman who hasn't hit a home run yet this year so we'll see i
1: mean well
2: i've hit as many home runs as a pro baseball player that's pretty cool yeah
0: yeah same here we
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i call i call i call uh, shenanigans on that uh,
2: well <laughs> i mean facts are facts colby yeah stats don't lie
1: <laughs> i'm gonna look it up <laughs>
0: All right, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so Paul Seawald, he will be missed. I guess I'm kind of stoked about the young talent being brought in, but this season is kind of a wash in my it opinion. It seems
2: just like kind of a, a barn burner of a season where it's like they're not terrible, but, you know, they're not going anywhere. They're well, just going to wither into, like, a 80, an 80 season or something. When you can't
0: go on a win streak or a losing streak, it's like you, you – you're not even like there's not even hope for oh our team's bad we have the next season to look forward to with younger talent and higher draft picks coming in that's not even happening so it's just 500 baseball all the way around just maybe one of the most boring aspects of a sport that you could ask for um so with that being said moving (laughs) on to (laughs) to
2: football something brighter to talk about yeah
0: and so ryan was at training camp like i mentioned yesterday ryan uh what just kind of give us a rundown on how, how that experience
2: went for you. So, first and foremost, um, comparing it to when we went last year, it was packed. It was sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was still quite a few people there last year, but this year, it seems like there's more expectations just you know, from a fan's perspective. Naturally. Um, but it was the last practice before the pads go on, so I feel like there's a lot less you can really take out of what you see out there. Sure. Um, but just some, you know, snap observations I saw from what I was able to see from where I was on the field. Um, the offense looks like it's going to be really damn good this year, especially the uh, the passing offense. Uh, Tyler got open a number of times. DK had a really nice touchdown grab, and honestly, someone who I know you're going to give me the when I say this name. Don't say D'Escar's. D'Escar's had some phenomenal oh, plays Here out we there. go. And right. he had a couple good balls from Drew Locke, too. <laughs> I know, I know, make all your faces and your reactions, but the, I saw what I saw.
0: Okay, all right. Um, and
2: well, uh, Trey Brown, to me, was actually the standout of the day. He had a really just badass interception where he kind of manhandled Will Disley, who's mm-hmm. like 70 pounds heavier than him and then pick the ball off it was it was really cool to see
0: that's cool you mentioned that because his name is something or someone's name that i've heard pop up since yesterday uh that had a standout day at practice and that's really good to hear um, uh, coming from you and also another source because that tells me oh yeah he w- there is promise in what he's going to be trying to accomplish in our secondary this year.
2: He was kind of the forgotten man a little bit last year because, you know, we drafted Kobe Bryant. Tariq Woolen comes on and is a superstar. And on top of that, he was still coming back from, I believe, a patella tendon injury, which is notorious for a long recovery. mm -hmm. Um, So I I feel like he's been sort of forgotten, especially with the drafting of Devin Witherspoon. So I'm not sure what kind of role he's going to play, but if there's anything the Legion of Boom years taught us, it's that elite, secondary depth is a pathway to the Super Bowl so
0: absolutely and uh another guy before we move off from the offense that I heard had a pretty good day even though the pads were off was uh Kenny McIntosh oh yeah I heard he was turning some heads at the at the facility yesterday he had
2: a long run like right when the team like 11 on 11 drills started Mm -hmm. and again no pads but you could tell, like, it would have been a long run in a game, too. Like, he just, he seems to have really good vision, and his, like, lateral uh, cutting ability is, is really, really something special. Well,
0: and it just amazes me that he, I mean, we got him from Georgia. Like, the i imagine he's got to have some unique skill sets that you don't find in uh, your average like fifth round or sixth round pick and this guy's a seventh and he was a receiving
2: back too which is like way higher valued today than it was you know 10 15 years ago where it was sort of the the niche role but look at the top guys in the league you know like austin eckler christian mccaffrey they all catch the ball a ton
0: yeah you really it's it's almost like you either see sort of a downhill runner type of player and in the backfield or you get like a a, a James Cook came to mind, but he's who I think of when I think of like a pass catching running back out of the backfield. But um, yeah, just like the either the skill set of running people over or catching passes and being finesse uh, that I'm excited to see because we have Charbonnet, we have Ken Walker, who's, Mm kind of can do both. And, right. And then then we have Kenny. So I'm excited to see what those boys can do.
2: And uh, on that same note, I'm not sure if you saw this report, but uh, both Ken Walker and Charbonnet are dealing with an injury right now.
0: Yeah, a shoulder injury on a non-contact yeah, play? I'm, That's
2: weird. I'm not concerned that he's going to miss significant time because of that nature. Um, but it is just kind of rough that, you know, he's a rookie running back. He has, like... Yeah, running backs usually pick up their stuff pretty quick. But you remember last year, Kenneth Walker missed a lot of training camp with injury. And then first couple games of the season when he gets playing time, he runs the wrong way on a handoff. Mm-hmm. And is like, what the fuck, get sacked. Like, That's from inexperience. So I hope that doesn't happen to Charbonnet and he gets back here quickly. But, you know, all the people that are making a meme out of Pete Carroll drafted a billion running backs, like, Look at how it's already paying off. You know, we got a guy in McIntosh who's looking like he could be something um, that they direct, they got in the seventh round. So he's already proving to be valuable. And then I forgot to mention Ken Walker had a groin injury. I think it's something that if there was a game on Sunday, he'd probably still play. But they're just holding him out to uh, do some load management. Let him, let him rest up.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, so... Ryan, I wanted to ask you, we sort of had a little bit of a... I sort of had some fun with this, but three players on the Seahawks this year, most to prove...
2: You want to start with that one?
0: Yeah, well, we'll just most to prove, most intriguing, and then most important. And most, in, most to prove and most important, I look at, like, like you could have a player that has proven a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe not most to prove it, like, who i'm about who i'm about to say is going to make sense when i say it but uh maybe not like most important to the team yes their success to the team is important but maybe they haven't done so in the past when they were expected to and my guy that i want to go and i actually have well i have two like i said jamal adams is number one
2: this is for most approved most approved yes
0: uh and Obviously, he like I said, he doesn't really have much to prove as far as what he can do. However, he hasn't been on the field for two seasons, and I think he has a lot, <clears throat> a lot to prove to the fans as well as the organization, and in the fact that do we want to keep him after this season? Yeah. So I'm gonna go Jamal Adams with my number one choice there.
2: Okay, uh, mine is D. Eskridge.
0: He was my other choice because. <laughs> You know,
2: we're talking about a second-round pick here, a guy who was supposed to play a role in 2021 back when Russell Wilson was on the team. He has, like, 20 career catches. He's missed so much time with injury. It's been unfortunate, but, you know, his speed is a a factor. I could see it on the field yesterday. So I really hope um, he just stays healthy this season. I don't think he's going to get cut. I think he's going to make the team. Um, but i think this is his last chance really to prove himself as a seattle seahawk this season so well, he would be my number 1
0: and if he can live up to what he was supposed to be as a number 4 yeah. like wow
2: i think of that four wide receiver set that yeah. is tough to deal with
0: yeah and that would just that would just add so much ability to our other three guys mm-hmm. like they're already going to be impossible to stop i've heard nothing but like top-notch, high-ceiling things from JSN, and it's been a few days of yeah. him in practice. So. And, I mean,
2: Tyler Lockett is still looking as good as ever, and then DK is the most physically imposing receiver at the position. So we got a top-tier receiver corpse, at least on paper.
0: Yeah, and real quick, I I think Jamal Adams, like, I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, if he can be what we, like, brought him in to be, we're gonna be lethal on defense. We're gonna stop the run. Like, yeah, we did. Like having him back there, as from what I've been hearing, maybe a little bit more linebacker plays mm-hmm. as opposed to free safety because of bringing in Love and all those guys. Yeah,
2: they got all sorts of versatility in the back end now. Because you know, uh, not to mention Love, but all the cornerbacks who have starter <laughs> level talent on this team. You know, play right. some in nickel, play some outside. What and the been, new
0: safety we just brought in. I forget. I, um, uh,
2: Jarek Reed, I yes, want to say. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, he's, he's had a couple splash plays. And then Witherspoon, what they've been talking about doing is moving him inside to nickel or dime in certain sets. And then having Mike Jackson as the starting outside corner for those specific uh, formations. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of pieces to move around we'll see how it works out but uh it's exciting
0: yeah yeah totally so the there you have it jamal adams d eskridge two most guys to prove and uh we think they're gonna get it done yeah. I, I have faith in those guys d yeah. eskridge, maybe we're a little opti- maybe a little less in d eskridge but you know what i think he's gonna prove me wrong we're an
2: optimism season so yeah. it is now is the time to believe
0: yes and uh most intriguing ryan you want to start off Start us off with this one.
2: I I think this one's kind of an obvious gimme one, but for me, it's JSN Jackson Smith and Jigbutt. Okay, uh, he he is just an absolute wild. I got card him on my running. fantasy. the Jigbutt. I have him <laughs> on Jet City. Oh, okay, so, so. Col- L-
0: little little side note: Colby and I almost made a wild
1: trade. What was, uh, what was that one again?
0: We were gonna do. You wanted Bryce. Colby wanted Bryce Young. I had him at oh. the three or no, four, mm. and Colby had the six pick. He trying to trade me jsN I' would give him bryce but just could we couldn't make a deal
1: we couldn't
2: reach an agreement I ended up out. getting
1: a jigba so you can't be
0: mad can't yeah. be mad yeah. at that and uh I'm, well
2: because to finish uh the point I was making about him I think he I mean there's a chance he could lead the team in receptions this year which i know sounds crazy for a rookie especially historically they well he doesn't drop anything he, so I saw it with my own eyes yesterday he caught a couple of balls that I was like oh, what are you doing, Gino? Oh, how the hell did he bring that in? Uh, Because there was a play where Witherspoon had really sticky coverage on him, and I thought it was going to be a pick when Gino let go of the ball, and JSN just high points it, like, inches in front of Witherspoon's hands, and then shrugs him off, like, in one... He's just... I know people keep saying this, but he's so smooth in Mm -hmm. the way he moves and runs his routes and just operates out there, so... Man, it's going to be hard to deal with him, DK, and Tyler at once.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see it, and I'm excited to see like if the
2: hype is real
0: as far as JSN getting open on every play. Because yeah. if if that's the case, we're going to be putting up like 30 points a game. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it will make the uh, pressure on the defense a lot lighter, for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, maybe, and who knows? Maybe every game will be like the Seahawks-Lions like we had last year where it was... I'm down. That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, I I had two guys, um, kind of less flashy names, but, uh, well, Kenny McIntosh was number one. I'm really excited to see if he can you know, make the team. I think he will. Yeah. I think especially um, with these injuries, like, and, uh, he's just like such a big personality. If you've watched a couple of interviews with him, uh,
2: he's already one of my favorites on the team. Yeah. He just like wins
0: over every audience that he's speaking in front of uh, myself included. He reminds me a lot of, um, who was the, uh, Jamal Williams. I, yeah. I was about they're to both, say that they're both very big personalities. They're both really funny. And uh, I'm excited to see you know if he can be successful on our team because I hope he is. He seems like he deserves it. And, yeah, and he's uh, good
2: and a good guy. From the yeah. Of yeah. It, so
0: um, and then my my next guy is going to be Derek Young, mm. uh, second year receiver, and I I think he just had this effect on me when we saw him last year at training camp. He just was so big. He was like as big as DK.
2: Yeah, he's built like a running back.
0: And so. I just, like, I would, and I I hear nothing. I heard Kobe Bryant talking the other day about um, the most underrated Seahawk, and he mentioned Dariq Young being uh, that person because he gives it 110% on every play, whether it's a special teams play or, you know, a, mm-hmm. not a play where he's going to be getting the ball. Yeah, and, and
2: let's not forget, that guy is athletic as hell, you know? He ran a 4 4 he's smart as hell.
0: He was a, I think, I believe he's a, uh, he was going to school to be an engineer.
2: Oh, when really? He got drafted. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he brings something to the table that the other receivers don't really have because he he took a lot of direct handoffs in college, so he's kind of like, you know, almost like a Debo Samuel type profile. And mm-hmm. what I think he could uh, provide for the Seahawks is sort of like the Ricardo Lockett role back in the day, right. where he's like top notch special special teamer, but every once in a while has an awesome big play. So, uh, I like that pick. Those are t- those are two good choices.
0: Yeah, you know, I was just trying to go for the for the lower round draft picks cuz I I think JSN is going to just take
2: Yeah, off. I, I couldn't help bringing up the the shiny We had new to toy. talk we had to talk about it. Yeah.
0: We had to spend a couple minutes on on the new on the new boy, which by the way, forgot to mention earlier, uh Devin Witherspoon. How do you feel about him finally coming out to practice? And- I'm
2: I'm glad he is ending the stupidest two-day holdout of all time. Their, <laughs> the rookie contracts are all structured like they're predetermined upon being drafted. Now, so you're arguing over like probably like five ten thousand dollars of signing bonus, not in amount, but when it's being paid to you. Like that's what dude. I, you don't I, miss these reps. that's
0: that's what i was kind of confused about too is because it's like is it really going to matter when you get your guaranteed money why did it's 20 million dollars or it's 22 million dollars
2: yeah like Like, and and here's the thing like i'm all for these guys getting paid don't get me wrong but especially when you're a top pick like that like you are making more money in this one contract than 99 percent of normal people are ever going to make so i have a hard time having too much sympathy for for silly stuff like that, especially
0: you know? when you're a rookie and you yeah. haven't proven anything. I mean, I I hope all the success in the world for Devin Witherspoon. But yeah, absolutely. But I was like, come on, man. Like, it's probably honestly,
2: it's probably his agent. Well, just being and a that
0: that's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, it is, like <laughs> that's the problem. But like, even if it's your agent, if I'm like Devin Witherspoon, I'm still gonna go to the first day of training camp.
2: Yeah. I, I'm just glad it didn't last longer than two days. Like, it was, it literally got to the point where I was about to be angry with him <laughs> for it. But then he showed up and I'm like, okay, cool. Now I don't care.
0: And it was two days. It's not like yeah. two days, what? Is that going to make or break you getting an injury or you not knowing a certain play or whatever? I don't think
2: so. I will say, I saw a video today of Jevin Witherspoon getting Torched by Tyler Lockett granted Tyler Lockett is you know up there with the best of the best you know he does that to a lot of guys who have been in a pro bowl Um, but yeah Tyler absolutely just like juked him out of his shoes
0: you know I hate to admit it but I kind of like hearing that it's like yeah buddy You weren't here for two days. Well, welcome to the NFL. Yeah, it was definitely like
2: (laughs) you'll see the play. I'm sure you'll see it on social media somewhere. But it was definitely a welcome to the NFL moment for uh, for Devin there. But I mean, better now in training camp when shit doesn't matter than in a game.
0: Yeah, and when you want to get burned like that in training camp, then like you just said, like that's a learning experience right there. Yeah. Like yeah, I almost feel like I'm aside from. You know, welcome to the NFL. I'm I'm glad that's happening to him, so he can build on that. And, yeah. You know, Tyler and Lockett's only going to make him better. Yeah, exactly. The
2: fact that we have such a good receiving core to go against this young secondary, I think, really bodes well for for their development. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then rounding it off, uh, third most in, or third aspect of the Seahawks, the most important player this season. You want to go
2: first, or do you want me to go first?
0: Uh, I'll go first, okay. and if I say who, you say I'll. I'll say my second guy. Okay. Uh, I got Gino Smith.
2: Okay, I could see that.
0: Um, if he... The reason why I chose him is because looking at last year, before the season started, I thought we were going to win four games, Max, because I thought Gino was not good. And then Gino... I didn't even think he was going to start. <laughs> I, well, and that's my point. I was like, wow, Gino was so the opposite of what my uh, beliefs were. Uh, you know, my preconceived notions of what I thought he was going to bring to the table, and he was amazing. He was, you know, a top top twelve quarterback. I would say last yeah. season. I I
2: think um, if you if if you go any lower than that, you're just not being objective at it, that point.
0: Exactly. And uh, I think if Gino plays even in within range of that this year, then I think we're a playoff team, maybe even a division winning playoff team. Uh, and so, yeah, Gino, if he can just do it again, he will also. I was having a tough time going between this and most to prove, mm-hmm. and Gino being my he choice because... He kind of fits in both those categories. He does have a lot to prove, but he's also like, if we don't have a good Gino Smith, I don't even know where we could go.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the most important... Important position in the sport, so it's it's never a wrong choice to put the quarterback in that category. And, mm-hmm. um, he was special last year; he was the most accurate quarterback in the league. So if he can replicate or better that performance, like man, you're right. I do think we have a chance to take the West this year.
0: And I have a hard time believing he's going to go uh, take a step in the opposite direction, especially with all the
2: yeah, additions we just. We have a playing. way better supported cast. The line, I mean, dude, Austin Blythe. Thanks for your services last year but we have a better setter for sure mm-hmm. um so i i think um you know like i'm not gonna make these crazy predictions that is gonna throw for like 5,500 yards or something like that but i think you could see him put up like top 10 top five numbers this season um and for my pick of most important gonna kind of do the same thing but other side of the ball in bobby wagner
0: um, oh, okay.
2: We don't have great linebacker depth right now, and uh, Bobby Wagner is like the one star at that position that we have. Um, so, if he goes down, or if does if he doesn't play well this season, it it's going to have a huge impact on our defense, especially with the leadership he brings and the experience. So he's he's my pick for most important because I think his performance can make a difference of like. Two or three wins on the season this year.
0: Not only that, but I feel like a lot of people kind of look at Bobby. I mean, I've heard DK say it in plenty of interviews that him and a lot of other guys look at looked at DK. I mean, uh, Bobby as well as Russ as like the big brothers of the team. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, Bobby plays with a. a I mean, I don't know him, but it seems like Bobby plays with a sense of like he he just. You just respect Bobby Wagner. Because... Also,
2: he had a really nice pass breakup, like 40 yards downfield, covering a wheel route on DJ Dallas. Uh, and it was thrown by Geno, too, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Uh, that it's was about DJ That Dallas. was pretty cool to see. So yeah. he could still move. He could still move. <laughs>
0: well, I remember that was one thing we were always complaining about, was how slow yeah. he was.
2: But... but in this defense, they shouldn't be putting him in that position as often. Ideally, we'll see what happens, but right, right. You know, don't have him covering fucking Cooper Cup, and he'll be fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had an honorable mention. Draymond Jones was my Hmm. second one, and uh, I just we brought him in, paid him a lot of money, um, and he is a high level, high tier defensive or defensive tackle, and. I just, we need that. Yeah. And we've needed that. We and, needed that
2: front seven help in such a bad way.
0: Yeah, and especially the fact that we we didn't take Jalen Carter. I, Draymond has got to, he's got to be the guy. And, I mean, I, hopefully looking back that wasn't that decision of not taking Jalen Carter isn't going to absolutely, you know, we're not going to be looking back and shooting ourselves in the foot over it. Um, but... Yeah, Draymond Jones, I think he needs to be uh, an important piece on our defensive front.
2: Agreed. Yeah, he's kind of the one superstar on that defensive line right now, so...
0: Yeah. But uh, moving on off of the Seahawks, we've got to sort of wrap things up, some news around the league, a little bit of drama ensuing in the AFC between two teams that have not really been very good over the past couple seasons, but... They've mm-hmm. got a lot of new additions, maybe uh, talks of, who, who who knows, maybe one of them won the offseason this year. We haven't gotten there yet. But uh, that's the Broncos and the Jets. And uh, we've got Sean Payton saying a little bit of choice words about era D- uh, DJ Hackett. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Well, that's going way back. <laughs> <laughs> I Got Seahawks on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Colby, why don't you just uh, go ahead and pull up a little Aaron Rodgers soundbite for us. This was uh, Aaron yesterday.
2: Yeah, uh, and I haven't seen this whole thing yet, so this will be my live reaction. I
0: feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of... Easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. Thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names
2: out of his mouth. Whoa. It made me feel bad. Wow. He pulled a Will Smith. Yeah, no kidding. Oh yeah, he did. That's yeah, His wife is Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> um, uh, that's funny because uh, Nathaniel Hackett is also bald. <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyways, you know, that sounds that sounds like Aaron. did that's on par for on brand for him. You know, he's a very brash, outspoken guy, especially in the twilight of his career here. Um, I think it's funny that Sean Payton said that because I think if the shoe fits, like, yeah, the Broncos were a fucking disaster last year and it was really funny. But um, I also think it was, you know, a little unprofessional to, to say that, especially to the media. It's one thing if you say it to your team. Um, I don't, I'm all for shit talking. So I don't, I don't like fault Sean Payton for it. But I, I think it's fair that you have Aaron Rodgers defending his coach, coming after Sean Payton. Uh, yeah, I love this stuff.
0: Yeah, I also, I'm a big fan of this whole uh, dilemma. I I love the fact that, I kind of like the fact that Sean Payton said what he said because it sort of, I heard this the other day and I thought it was an interesting take on it. It sort of takes off of the team and what happened last year and puts all the blame on the guy that's not there anymore and yeah. <laughs> And it also puts Sean Payton in the 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 limelight where he's like kind of he's the white savior he's already doing the dirty work and getting the blood on his hands for his guys Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of awesome but also i think aaron's response is great because he's like well i'm going to do that too and don't talk about my coach like that and i also love that he said it's like setting him setting him up for some weird like if they were to fall scenario because it is like Putting the blame already on someone else before you even
2: start. Yeah, I so, like that he called him insecure too. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's Aaron's. Aaron's not a, a dummy. He's, he's no. He's
2: he's a lot of things, but he's an intelligent man for yeah, sure. Yeah. What's what's like the general, um,
1: like people thinking how the Jets are gonna be this
2: next year? I think they're they're very hyped.
1: Yeah.
0: There's, they're on hard. They're getting
2: like Super Bowl yeah, picks and. Betting and stuff like that. I think that's ridiculous. I, I think they still got uh, got a ways to go. Because
1: no, you're you're a bit well, not a big Aaron Rodgers fan, Jonah. But you're you think that he's going to perform well this this coming season? Time will tell.
0: I think so, though. I think
2: uh, he's just not, saying this because he's on him, his fantasy. Him tonight. taking the him <laughs> taking the pay cu- whoa 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 him
0: taking the pay cut that that's oh, he took a pay cut of, yes yeah well, the, like two days ago I think it was it was uh, <clears> all over all over the media but tom brady did the same thing maybe he's trying to follow in in the goat's footsteps so to speak and win a couple titles well on that note too
2: when you have as much money as a like top tier quarterback that's played for like more than 15 years what what does money even mean to you anymore like you could couldn't even spend it before you died if you tried unless you were like monumentally stupid so like I don't know if I'm if I'm them. I'm taking a little less money for better players. Like fuck it.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's kind of why I think the Jets are going to make it pretty deep in this year. In I just Super think Bowl. the
2: AFC is too loaded. I think they're I think they're going to be a good team, but I don't know. I'm just a hater, also. So.
0: Well, I got Jets winning the AFC East. Or the Bills. Yeah, me and Jeremy made a twenty dollar bet the other day mm, on Saturday. Okay.
2: Well, I don't got the Pats. I'm a Jets fan
0: this year. What can I say? Ew.
2: I can't. I don't like you this year. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: you say you're the, you got the Pats? I said I don't got the Pats. Well, so. you kind of have to root them because you got Mac Jones.
2: Yeah. Does I mean, Dottie know about the history
0: me. of... Ryan and Mac Jones's relationship. No,
2: and they're not gonna know. Let's move uh, on. All right. What, all what's right. the next topic?
0: Well, I'll put it in subtitles. No, hang on. No, 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 let's uh, no, no, let's talk no, no, more no, no. about this. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling the XLR cable <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today's episode. Uh, we'll probably try to be doing this every Monday, if possible. We'll talk to Coley. We'll talk to Austin. See if they can make that, um, you know, a part of their weekly routine. But this is something moving forward that is going to be the norm yeah. here in the KLR facility.
2: Hope you guys like the new setup. Um, I'm stoked about it. I feel like more professional than we have any right to be doing this. But, I mean, I, I think it's going to really help our product. And the time gaps between episodes are going to be a lot shorter than between this one and the previous one. Because so. we're going to see how this looks, but it should be,
1: like, ready to go right after this. And, nah.
0: and we also, off of what Colby just mentioned if we do this enough and get good enough we'll be able to live stream this and then you could tune in at a certain time anyway.
2: yeah yeah and we could even like if people are watching we could like respond to their chats oh, and that stuff would be like so that cool. so yeah. yeah we'll see oh, yeah cause
1: uh, like they can comment yeah and everything. exactly so, sky's the limit so that's cause you know like uh, when I see like uh, sports radio they like take
0: maybe we'll get a phone line
2: yeah we'll have guests call my cell phone <laughs> alrighty well you got anything else Jonah
0: uh, nope other than go Hawks and uh, we'll see you guys next time huh
2: yeah thanks for listening